Snap. We have a sponsor. I want to be clear. This is a cool sponsor, and you should, you really should just go check them out. Like, legit. BustedTees.com. They have a huge selection of geeky hats, t-shirts, stickers, and socks. Themes from Star Wars and Star Trek to Harry Potter, Pac-Man, Back to the Future, other video game references, just all kinds of geeky, cool culture. You're definitely going to find something there that speaks to your inner geek. Here's the deal. At checkout, you're going to see a spot to enter a code. Type in my name, that's Jason, followed by the number 25945. That's Jason25945. Get a pretty sweet discount. There's a link over on the website or head over to bustedtees.com and enter Jason25945 at checkout. Bustedtees.com. Designs that pop culture. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? I sit and I listen to the music and I've heard it I don't know how many times at this point and I realize it's pretty intricately layered and there's some really cool shit in the background. So this is not the man. Thank you. Agreed. The myth, the legend. Yeah. He might not be real. <laughs> yeah. I think the, he's an he's AI like generated a, bot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we I should about to say mythical unicorn. He is like a mythical yeah. unicorn. Uh, we should probably start by telling the folks at home who we are. You're listening to the mixtape podcast and I am Jason Emmett. I'm KC Masterpiece. And I'm Twisted Kid Matt. And that theme song, if you're new to the show, was written by and created by a longtime listener and friend of the show and friend of previous shows, uh, Mr. Skiznot. And, you know, it's cool because I have known Skiznot in an electronic form for many, many, many years, and I've never got to meet him in person. The max headroom of the next day podcast. He kind of is. He yeah. kind of is. Uh, never got to meet him in person, which kind of yeah. sucks. But uh, maybe one day, because not maybe one day we will get to meet. Uh, so welcome back. Hey, it's nice to have you guys here. We, yeah. We're we're yeah. happy to to be here. Uh, we're going to go back to uh, an episode format that you guys seem to like. We're going to be talking about some more songs you did not know were remakes today. Uh, we have more planned for the future, and we have some right now. You guys seem to like those episodes a lot. I, I'm curious often. Um, how many of them like so when we put those episodes together it's kind of like sometimes i i was like oh yeah i knew that was a mixtape some or not a mixtape a remake <laughs> and sometimes i'm like holy crap really yeah um most of today's songs most uh i did not know with the exception of i think maybe 3 of them <clears throat> 
uh, I didn't originally know that these were remakes. So it's going to be pretty, and there's 10 songs total tonight. So that means like seven of them originally I did not know were remakes. So I'm curious to curious to see if you guys knew they were or not. And we'll, we'll get into them all here in a few minutes. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? We got to talk about stuff. Hey, uh, go check out Operation Fandom online. I, I just posted some stuff. I think they, uh, they've been posting things after sale and they just got some like really cool lightsabers. So you guys might want to go check them out yeah, over on Facebook. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of, kind of wanting one now. Yeah. They're pretty cool looking. <laughs> uh, they're in Wooster, Ohio. Uh, you can find them on Facebook, Operation Fandom. Good guys. Uh, Horror Hound Weekend. We talk a lot about that. That one's coming up. There's another one coming up in August in Indianapolis, Indiana. So if you guys want to go check that out as well, please do. I don't know if we'll be at that one or not. We've been discussion. Don't know. We'll see. We might represent. I don't know. We're going to find out. They might keep it real. You ain't representing. You ain't keeping it real. How are you going to run a successful business without any Schlitz malt liquor? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't representing. <laughs> I don't believe we have any Schlitz malt liquor. <laughs> I love that movie, by the way. I just want everybody to know. Um, What else? What else? Do we have anything we need to uh, newsworthy to get off? Hey, man, we lost Harry Belafonte. We yeah. were just talking about that. It's kind of a... Oh, yeah, we also lost uh, Cincinnati's own Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Jerry. I mean, it's kind of a has to be done. I don't know if everybody knew he was the mayor of Cincinnati back in the 70s, but he was. (laughs) I don't mess with your head. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to his credit, he wasn't like a super evil or bad mayor. I mean, did a lot of good. Jerry Springer wasn't an evil or bad dude. His show just went nuts and it got good ratings. It was funny because if you watched the show, I always felt like he was just sort of sitting there going, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, But it made him a lot of money. And I used to joke and say, one of the jokes that's been getting on everybody is like, he's not the father. I'm like, nah, that's Maury. Maury yeah. does the not. I mean, I know Jerry Springer did it, but it was more of a Maury thing. I was like, Jerry's show was more like, listen, you, it was just one long beep. <laughs> Guar was on there, and oh, yeah, he had a movie on stage. They yeah. made a movie called Ringmaster, <laughs> which was pretty much making fun of an episode of like the Jerry Springer show, but it wasn't really, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we lost Jerry Springer and we lost Harry Belafonte. Um, Harry Belafonte is one of those things. Uh, I promptly watched the um, went on and watched the the skit where he was on the Buppet show when they were singing Deo. And I, was uh, say, I thought you said you were to say Beetlejuice. No, nah, he was on all the right. Muppet Show, and it was great. There's an episode where he's trying to sing Deo, and they're all beating the Muppets. And yes, obviously, everybody knows him from Beetlejuice from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shake Sonora and the 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 uh, banana boat song, which is what Deo is. Everybody calls it Deo, but it's actually banana a, boat. Do, 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 do. Banana boat. Do, 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 do. I don't know why that's going on. <laughs> I was just gonna <laughs> let you go, man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so big loss. Uh, really cool dude. But oh. he he was he was up there like ninety some years old, I believe. So. Yeah, he lived, lived a pretty good life. Yeah, yeah, he really did. So. Cool dude. Oh, uh, one more piece of news. I'd just like to send out a shout out to our brother Ed Sheeran. 
He's in court right now trying to disprove <laughs> Marvin Gaye. Oh, okay, I, I have Saul. to say, I have to say this. Oh no, no. music existed before <laughs> Marvin Gaye. No, right. how is it possible Stop. that Marvin Gaye himself didn't copy anybody? <laughs> what um, the fuck? Seriously, I will like, say just this. Go after everybody. I told Matt. I told Matt. So, oh god. Okay, guys. So, because people, we we cut jokes here. Not everybody knows. Um, we play clips on the show, which legally we have every right to do. We've checked into it. Um, as long as we're doing reviews or parody, things like that, and we are, we're reviewing songs and we only play clips, uh, typically about 20 seconds long. And most of the time we talk over part of them. We don't usually let, you know, we don't play the full song. And even at the end, when we occasionally do, we talk over it. We don't want anybody stealing music. We, we talk about it here on the show all the time. We want you to go yeah. out and please download and listen to these actual artists. Don't, you know, we just review it. Um, Occasionally, we get like bots will go through and find music, and and you'll get a little question asking, "Do you are you know do you are you legally allowed to use this?" And I can click on a little thing and submit why we're using it and under what. There's like a statute. As long as we use that, we're okay, which we do, and that's usually the end of it. <laughs> it's usually a usually. one time. Usually, yeah, no, it's uh, it's a music review. We only play a clip, and oh, okay, no problem move on never hear from it again but the marvin gay estate we hear from <laughs> a lot all the time because one episode we played a 20 second clip and talked about the discussed the song uh in depth actually we discussed it in depth that was our uh, songs with political meanings if you want to go back and listen it was a good episode we highly recommend you do but yeah every Two months or so. And I know it's not, I know it's automated. Like they have a bot that searches this stuff out. It's not like somebody, I hope somebody's listening. (laughs) Just keeps going, hey, wait, wait, we got one. We got one. I hope Marvin Gaye's estate is listening and Um, hears us go, hey, man, we're trying to promote you. Yeah, we're totally promoting. I love Marvin Gaye. Hey, Marvin Gaye estate, what's going on? Love Marvin Gaye. Brother, brother, brother. Come on, man. And that was the song. Um, I love Marvin Gaye, and I love. (laughs) um, Come on, you guys seem like you could use some sexual. Oh my god, let's just (laughs) yeah, let's get it on. Oh my god, Uh, (laughs) we we are big fans of Marvin Gaye's work. Honestly, we are, and which is how we were able to pull all those titles right out of our. We highly, Mm -hmm. highly recommend you guys checking out his stuff. I mean, he was a creator, and we we like to promote creators. He was a legend. With that being said, in case you don't know. Ed Sheeran is now under fire from Marvin Gaye's estate. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently it's so, a thing. So uh, send your money to Ed Sheeran. But, but I will say this. Voice. I was telling Matt, I don't believe this is the first time that Ed Sheeran has been under fire for um, taking Copyright. music. Um, but, you know, I think Bruno Mars talked about it because Sting, you know, that they, the whole thing, they came out and it was like, how is... Um, uh, your sex takes me to paradise or whatever that song is. That's a, that's a police song. You know, I think sting, I think sting came out and said, look, it's almost the guys being influenced by something you hear and straight up stealing it are not the same thing. Right. And we find it to be kind of flattering. <laughs> you know? no ice ice baby. And I then mean, you, on. then you have legit stuff like, you know, George Harrison creates, um, um, my sweet love, you know, my sweet mm. love. Oh my, I really want to know, see you that song, you know, and then 
that he totally gets sued by uh he's so fine dude <laughs> and he's like oh my god i didn't even like he 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 didn't even realize he did it and then when he heard yeah. it he's like clearly clearly i it, that melody was in my head and i wrote a song to it but it never and i think that happens a lot i've actually known oh, yeah, it has to happen oh, all god, the time yeah. like and like I said, music existed before all these other songs that they're like, oh, he just copied it. It, It's not impossible that somebody, like you said, somebody heard a song, yeah. it got mm-hmm. stuck in their head, and they just start humming it, and it just, it's in there, and they're like, oh, yeah, I wrote this myself. And they're like, oh, wait, maybe I didn't. Um, So that, that totally, that's understandable. We talked about someone- We make zero claims to owning any of the music that we talk about. Yeah. No, yeah. In fact, we're we're literally trying to promote it. Who was right. it? And instead, they're just like, oh, oh fuck you, take it down. We talked Here's about a lawsuit. We <laughs> talked about somebody on our, our 90s. Wait to get more billions of dollars from these people who don't make any money off of the show they're doing. On our right. 90s One Hit Wonders Part 2, and I can't remember who it was, someone on that list has a song, and they were like, I, I, they were like, I swear to God, I think that that I, I swear I didn't write it. I swear I heard it somewhere before, but apparently I did not. And no one's ever been able. To, he's like, I I just I I can't believe I came up with it. I kept getting worried. Like I swear I've heard this, but apparently no one's ever figured out what song he thinks it was. I wish I could remember what it was. So you know that stuff happens. I've known personal on personal levels. I've known musicians. And they've written songs, and then we've listened to them and go, you know, that sounds a lot like, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and it's just, it happens, you know, it's, yeah. it's no different. Writers do it all the time. Comedians How many- do it all the time. Yeah. Well. Amy Schumer does it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bad. Uh, how many, I mean, like, how many... Writers, I I remember going to see, and I, by the way, I'll hold to this. I remember going to see the first Fast and Furious movie, and everybody's like, oh, it was a good movie. It was like, yeah, it was really good. It was really good when it was called Point Break. Um, yeah. And it is literally beat for beat. I mean, literally the same exact movie. And the same, yeah. the first time I went and saw Avatar, I'm like, oh, I liked it a little bit better when it <laughs> when it was Dances with Wolves. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know it was a little better when it was Dances with the Wolves. I still liked it, but it was better when it was. uh, Just a couple of days ago, I finally watched Cutthroat Island with like this old 90s Gina Davis movie. I was trying to remember. I remember liking that movie, but dude, I haven't seen it since the 90s. Was it good? It's pretty much a better version of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I. So I remember hearing somebody say that recently. So like something happened at the time it came out. Like something happened in Hollywood. I can't remember what it was that caused the movie. They don't think that it was a bad movie. Was it like a writer strike or something? No, but something kind of caused. Was just like I think it was like there was a, an oversaturation. Not a bomb talks about this exact thing, by the way. Uh, so go go check out their. They did an episode on Cutthroat Island. Did they? Cool. Yeah. And uh, they talk about that on. The yeah. Show. Go check. I go check their show an out. Saturation yeah. of like uh, pirate movies. Yeah. So there was like a somebody wanted a, a pirate movie being made, and then the next thing you know, it, th- this happens all the time. We should we should do an episode at some point. I know we talk mostly music, but a lot of times we like to go back occasionally and drop something you know, non non music related, and it'd be really fun to do an episode where we talk about uh, like duo movies where two fucking movies came out that were like. 
Oh, yeah. You know, like Dante's Peak and Volcano came out back to back. Um, like the principal versus lean on me. Yes. Uh, which got, <laughs> which was a whole thing the other day. <laughs> because I said, uh, I was talking about Louis Gossett Jr. and said that, like, isn't he in uh, uh, lean, lean on, on me. me? And w- it was you I was talking to, right, Kevin? Mm-hmm. And yeah. You're like, no, dude, that's Robert Guillaume. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, 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 wait. He's in the principal. I was not totally screwed. He was in one of those principal no. movies. He was. He was in the principal. That's where I was getting mixed up. But you're right. They both came out like back to back. It'd be fun to do an episode where we compare a couple of movies that came out like that because uh, it was Volcano and Dante's Peak. There was um, uh, what's Deep Impact and uh, Armageddon came out right mm-hmm. by each other. Yeah. So. Uh, the principal and lean on me. I mean, f- clearly lean on me is the better movie, but the principal was actually a pretty decent movie. So it'd be it's fun Transformers, to Transmorphers. <laughs> no, that doesn't count. <laughs> you can't do this. Uh, well, this all this topic all kind of makes sense that we've just sort of went tangenting on because uh, mm-hmm. we're talking about songs you didn't know were remakes this week. So we're actually going to be talking about songs that got remade purposely. Yeah, talk about unintentionally bringing it back around. Right. These these weren't I'm not a- even trying, and here we did it. These weren't accidental. These were on purpose. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to drop in our social media stuff. Uh, then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some songs that were remakes that you might not have known were. So let's go ahead and drop that in now. And then we will be right back here in a second. You guys rock. And we want you to come hang out with us on all the cool social media places. We're on Facebook. Tapeworms, fans of the Mixtape Podcast. We are on TikTok as the Mixtape Podcast. Twitter mix underscore tape underscore pod. Instagram, the underscore mix underscore tape underscore podcast. We have an email, your mixtape podcast at gmail.com. A voicemail line, 513-437-2377 or 513-77. And there is always the website, www.themixtapepod.com. Just go there and all those things are really easy to get to, like you can just click them. We also have an amazing YouTube channel where we do all the crazy twisted kid videos. Search the handle, the Mixtape Podcast over there. Look, you guys are rad, but if you come chill with us online, you will be even more rad. Go, check it out, interact, be awesome, stay awesome. All right, there you go, and here we go. So uh, we're going to bring it back around now. We're going to talk about 10 different songs that you might not have known were remakes. Now, uh, the case on these, the the guys don't know what songs these are. Uh, Kevin and I being the guys. They're the, the guys. Record. I. So it's not like I pull these out of, you know, it's, this isn't like our normal playlist. I don't necessarily come up with these. I mean, <laughs> they're actual songs that were remakes, so I didn't yeah, just make yeah. it up. Like I said, when I'm going through and finding songs that are remakes, I didn't necessarily know some of these were either, which makes it pretty cool. The first song on the list I did, and it was the one that kind of inspired this particular list this week. Um, And then I was kind of like, oh, I'll have to find some more. And there were a few on here. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? And as is always the case, I think what like we did the Buggles, 
uh, back on one of the lists, probably the first list. And there's sort of a weird kind of thing because one of the members of the Buggles released a version of it right before the Buggles did. Yeah. So we've got some some weird similar thing that happens on this week's episode, sort of, kind of. Mm. Um, but there's some cool ones on here, and uh, so we'll have to get your guys' thoughts on everything. But the first song we're going to play is one of the songs that kind of um, triggered the, the idea for doing another list. And this is a little song from Rick Springfield called I've Done Everything For You. Obviously, uh, the second clip was Rick Springfield, and you may or may not have recognized that first voice, but that was Sammy Hagar. Uh, I've done everything. Wait, really? I've done okay. everything for you. 1981 was off yeah. Working Class Dog by Rick Springfield. Um, it first appeared on Sammy Hagar's All Night Long live album a few years earlier, back in 1978. Uh, Springfield's version became a top 10 hit uh, for the actor slash singer. I also want to talk about that for a second. You know, you get these guys that will act and sing, and some of them can pull it off, and some of them can't. It's like they'll have that hit, but you can't quite not see them as an actor. I actually tend to see Rick Springfield as a musician more than I do an actor, yeah. which is weird. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he did a lot of soap operas too. He did. Yeah, he, he seems like a really fun dude, actually. Uh, just to talk to in general, I've watched him like do some skits about Jesse's girl and stuff, and they're pretty funny anyway. Yeah. Um, There's a Jesse's Girl 2 that came out a couple years ago, by the way. Coheed and Cambria did it. Oh, well, it wasn't Rick it, Springfield. It, they got Rick Springfield involved as well, too. Oh, that's so. cool. Yeah. So originally when he released the song, uh, it wasn't a hit for Rick Springfield either. Uh, but then uh, Jesse's Girl won a Grammy Award, and it became a number one hit. So they re-released this song, and it peaked at number eight on the U.S. Uh, Billboard Hot 100. What's really cool is in 2018, uh, the two of them came together and performed it live on Sammy Hagar's Rock and Roll Road Trip TV show. So that's pretty, yeah, cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was fun. Um, there's a series on Netflix right now. I just noticed, I think it was Netflix. I want to say it was Netflix. I caught last night and I put it on my list. Um, it, it, God, I wish I could remember what it was called. And I know Matt will look it up because he always does. <laughs> but it's a series where they go back and talk about different stories from musicians and artists, but it's their kids telling the stories, and Sammy Hagar's son is one of them. Huh. So it looks really interesting. So they're, they're basically talking about how their parent success, and like Diddy's kid is on there. <laughs> like it looks <laughs> very interesting, um, and Sammy Hagar's kid was one of the ones telling the story. So it's weird because you're looking at him going, yeah, I mean, I could tell he's Sammy Hagar's kid. He's got his hair. So, <laughs> huh. Yeah. So I'm the, looking this up, so yeah. Just bear with me; it may it may come out later. I oh, usually does, it, and that's so. fine. We like it that yeah. way. So, how familiar were you guys with the song "I've Done Everything for You"? Like for me, general. not very familiar. Right. Yeah, I, I knew the I knew the Rick Springfield version. I didn't know it was Sammy Hagar. Yep, Sammy Hagar did it originally. So that one was uh, I kind of knew that 
I think I'd found out a while back like that it was a remake. And uh, I heard it recently, and it was kind of like, oh, yeah, that's right. Didn't somebody else do this? And I was like, oh, yeah, it was Sammy Hagar, and I totally forgot. And I don't know that he ever released a, or, a, a version. He performed it in concert a lot, Hagar did. But I believe the only version he ever had on an album was a live album. So, yeah. Was it This Is Pop? I don't know. That sounds maybe, probably. Could be. That's very pop. Yeah, that sounds like it might be. The next one on this list, uh, we've talked about this song before, and uh, I should say, hey, we want to give all our uh, best wishes to our boy Stewie D. Once again, yeah. couldn't make the episode because this time his ass is in the ICU. Uh, I see you too. <laughs> he's okay. He's doing. He's doing well. Yeah. Nobody worry. He's not. Uh, he's not dying on us yet. He, he didn't get eczema or anything though. No. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> dude, you can't call back jokes and then people are like, "What? What?" It was go back and listen to the episode. I know what episode was it. <laughs> Pick uh, one. I don't care. Go back and find it. It might have been a song she didn't know remakes because. It was. I uh, think so. it involved Cindy Lauper. It involved Cindy yeah. Lauper. Girls just want to have fun, but they can't when they got itchy skin. And Stu was convinced that uh, he was like, "Didn't she? <laughs> when didn't we just find out she has some like disease or something?" She fell like, victim. She fell victim to a, a terrible disease. We're like, dude, she's like, got like fucking yeah. eczema. <laughs> and again, for the record, we love you, we Cindy, love you Lauper. Cindy Lauper. Please come on the show. We want to talk about no, anything, she's... including. Cosentix. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll <laughs> even give you like a bottle of free lotion if you come on. You can do a whole ad for Cosentix. We don't care. Absolutely. 100. We kind of want you to. Uh, That'd be great. Anyway, Stewie's doing well. He's fine. But we, he and I were talking about this next song. And uh, he was like, didn't we mention that it was, a, didn't we do it on a remake episode? And I'm like, no. We've talked about this song on here before, and I actually believe it might have been on one of the songs with inappropriate lyrics, although I'm not 100% sure. But we never talked about the fact that this next song was a remake. This is I Love Rock and Roll. Next we were moving on, and she was with me. Yeah, I love rock and roll. The version most of us know is Joan Jett and the Blackhearts came out in 1982, but the song was written by Alan Merrill and Jake Hooker for uh, their band, The Arrows. The Arrows were a British rock band, and the song was released back in 1975. Uh, 81 cover version of jo by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts uh, was released as the first single from her album of the same name. And it became her biggest, highest charting hit, reaching number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and number three, the number three song for the year of 1982. Single was certified platinum by the RIAA for two million units shipped to stores. And her version was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2016. So... The Arrows had a TV show uh, back in on British on BBC, God knows what, back in the seventies, and Joan Jett was actually touring through the UK with the Runaways, and she hears the song and she becomes a big fan of it. So over the years, she kind of like 
keeps it in mind. And then 1981 comes rolls around. She's like, hey, I want to do a cover of this song. She does. She drops the song and boom. Obviously, it's a smash hit for her and pretty much cements her solo career. Do you guys ever think about this, though, and go, do you, like, is the first band like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like, man, we could have we could have been real big with this one, but. Well, like, she yeah, got, she, she got a Grammy Hall of Fame for the song, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, and we've talked about it with uh, Whitney Houston and Dolly Parton, and Dolly Parton mm-hmm. saying, look, I mean, hey, it's my song, but uh, that's Whitney's. The, the, the version she sings is Whitney's. I can't, you know. I often wonder, guys. I know they probably see some royalties for it and stuff, so maybe oh, they're they, happy. They have to, yeah. Had you guys? Did you guys know that that was a remake? No, I did not. I will say this: um, there's one certain line in it that uh, when you change the <laughs> gender of the person singing it, it seems creepier, right? Seems creepier, which yeah. is not fair. I think that's why we talked about it on mm-hmm. uh, one of the inappropriate songs. It's I, I knew I knew she must have been about seventeen. Yeah. I knew he must have been. About seventeen, and we talked about it because both are wrong for the record. Well, but. we were like, well, it depends on how old the person singing yeah, the song is. Yeah, but I think we Which, determined you know, Jet might have been. I think we determined she was around twenty-one or twenty-two when she recorded it. We'd have to double yeah, look. Still not good then. I'm sure the guys from Arrow were cheap, were yeah. younger, cheaper. They were cheaper. They were younger. Oh, I'm but sure. which, by the way, same same topic. Uh, we were walking through a store. Connie and I were walking through a store yesterday, and. Uh, um, Stray Cats were on the radio and uh, She's Sexy and 17 came on and I was like, oh, ew, that, yeah, this one's a little bit more problematic than I realized at the time, but hey guys, yeah, we have a couple a of different times. We have a couple of episodes, if you did not know, uh, back in the uh, back in the catalog, uh, songs with inappropriate lyrics. There's at least two of those, there might be three, but. Go check those out because this is precisely the stuff we talk about. Songs that we were yeah. just singing away at and one day went, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, like, hang on. This is a... Uh, we might need to come up with a sequel okay. to that uh, episode. Oh, yeah. We need to do another one sometime yeah. soon. Yeah. You know what? And I remember it all spurred for me because I was in the car listening to 80s music one day and I came back and said, like, guys, we have to do an episode. And it was... Uh, She's just 16 years old. Oh, yeah. That that was on the Leave first episode that we did, alone, actually. They say. And I'm like, like into the yes, night, what the correct, F are you man. singing about? And then I went and watched a video. I'm like, oh, God, no. <laughs> like, yeah. this, this is not okay. <laughs> yeah. And I think I approached the guys and was like, hey, we need to do, uh, we need to talk about this. And that one, a bunch of people turned in their lists and we were like, yeah, there's a lot of, like, there was all this stuff where I, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> I held that one in too long. Should have ex- exhaled. Um, there were a lot Shout of out them. to our 90s rap episode. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of uh, songs where they would sing about 17 years old. I'm like, do they think that they're okay because they're just skirting the line? Yeah, you're like, it's almost not creepy. Like, even it's like, no, it's still creepy. Like, even if they're singing about an 18-year-old, it's like, no, it's legal. It's still creepy. Yeah. You're just on the you're, border. You know? Yeah, you're still a predator. And just, you know, a, Chris Hansen hasn't shown you're up. You're a legal predator. Maybe he should. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was with a different your, time, though. Kevin is Bartles and James wine coolers. Kevin is not wrong. And how do we explain that? Because people will say that a lot. Well, that doesn't excuse it. Oh no, we're not excusing it. We're saying some Absolutely things were more not. acceptable to to yeah. talk about then. Yeah. 
and aren't. It, trust it was me, a creepy ass time. Still fucked up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like the 70s, apparently, I mean, pedophiles could just go rampant. You know, a lot yeah. of your heroes. Like, like check Pete out our Rose, for uh, Bicycle Man episode. Kind of a creepy ass dude. Yeah. Yeah. Go listen. Hell to of our, a baseball player, though. Go watch her. Yeah. Well, he is an awesome baseball player, but. Uh, yeah, we'll, not a very we'll good game. That, but it's hard to have him for a local oh, hometown he's more hero. Of a degenerate uh, pedophile, pretty much. He is a hometown hero, though, and that's difficult. That's always been difficult. So. <laughs> uh, well, wasn't, wasn't Marge shot a hometown hero for you? No, God, no. Everybody no, hated Marge. No, no. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> she just owned the Reds. We didn't like her. <laughs> right. I remember the day she died. I pulling that pulling that one out of my ass. By the way, <laughs> she didn't. Uh, nobody was a fan of her. She's let her Ooh. dogs like walk out and shit on the field, and everybody gets so mad. Like, oh my right. god, what? The yeah, Shotzi. She had a, she had a big old uh, German Shepherd, yeah. or no, uh, Saint Bernard. Was Saint like Bernard. German Shepherd Nazi, sounds uh, right for her. Yeah. yeah, he was a Saint Bernard. They were Saint Bernards. Yeah, uh, horrible, so horrible human being. The next, uh, the next artist on our list is 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 not a bad person <laughs> as far as I know. Actually, <laughs> seems, it back. seems it like back. a really cool person. I want to I, I want to say some things about this person before we get into. I never knew this song, and I mean, I grew up. Um, listening to the song like so much and like never had a clue this was a remake and then I went back and listened to the original so I, I get your guys thoughts on the first two we played like little clips what did you think of the sound of the original versus what we knew not as raw hmm. like it, it seemed like the Joan Jett version is uh, more appealing for several reasons yes yeah um but it it seemed like she kind of stripped it down to more of like a guttural sort yeah, of thing. Like yeah, like a Joan Jet, you know, she made it her own. Right. And I uh, think that obviously because I had no idea that it was a remake. I've done everything for you. To me, they sound like comparable. I mean, it's cleaner. The um, I actually thought that the Sammy Hagar one was the was Rick Springfield. And his yeah. Rick Springfield's is a little cleaner, crisper. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say that the Rick Springfield one was the original and then and that's the one we know, <laughs> but then it got remade later on. But well no, I had I had no idea that. Occasionally, a song gets a remake, and it's like, and also, was that pre or post Van Halen when that came out? Nineteen seventy-eight. Oh, so like way before. Van Halen. So it was before, like he before was, he was in Van Halen. Yeah, it was. Not, it was yeah. his solo. Yeah. Um. Occasionally, a song gets a remake, and it is um a different style of music. Yeah, and it makes me really appreciate both uh, a lot. Um, this next artist on our list is one of those people that probably has some of the cheesiest lyrics I've ever heard in music, mm. but is also one of the most fun people to listen to, um, and is also known to be a um, an amazing guitarist because one of the people who actually taught him to play guitar. I'm giving hints, by the way. Was was the Les Paul. So I think I might know who you're talking about. Who do you who do ahead. you think it is on the list? Ooh, you said you think you know. I was just curious. I think I know too. Um, I've way. heard the story before. I've, I'm I, there's like a list of people that I know worked with Les Paul in particular. That's why I was like, oh, yeah. I was just like, curious. I mean, I didn't mean to put you guys uh, on the spot. Just, was it Tom Petty? It's not like Tom Petty. John Mayer. Yeah. Cheesiest. Some of the cheesiest that. lyrics in music ever. Oh, you guys are way too late. You need to go way oh. earlier. Seventies. So, uh, well, I tell you what, let's just play the song and yeah. uh, this original version, and then we're going to go into the 77 version of the song. Oh, big old 
idea that was. Yeah, I hear you, Matt. I didn't either. I never knew that uh, Jet Airliner was a remake. Steve Miller Band is obviously the one most of us know. Um, never, never knew that that was a remake, and I've been listening to it my entire life. Um, Steve Miller was one of the people who taught him a little bit of guitar was Les Paul, just so you guys huh. are aware. Uh, Steve Miller heard Jet Airliner from his keyboardist, Ben uh, Sidran, who produced Paul Pina's Night Train, which was recorded in 1973. Uh, we'll get to that. So this uh, was com- the song was composed by Paul Pena in 1973 and popularized by Steve Miller in 1977. So Paul Pena wrote and recorded Jet Airliner for his new Train album, but that album didn't get released. He, he had some conflicts between him and the label, and it got set aside until the year 2000 when it was released. So the track was oh, shit. was Wait. composed, recorded, and set there until the year two thousand. But Steve, so no, it sounds like it's the remake. Yes, but it isn't. Oh, it's God. the original. That's crazy. So Steve Miller heard Pina's unreleased new Train album through his keyboardist who produced uh, the album, and he had at one time been in uh, Steve Miller's band. And Steve Miller's like, "Hey, I love it. I want to record it." And so he did, and they put it on. Um, they recorded it in seventy five. Uh, it was supposed to go on the Fly Like an Eagle album, uh, but it ended up not being issued until 1977 when it was released as a single and was included on his Book of Dreams album. I never knew, but then when I heard Paul Pena's version, I'm like, this is fucking fantastic. Like, yeah. I love it. I love Steve Miller's version too, but this is one of those where I get to hear both and I'm like, different but similar. And I really enjoy it. Now, Steve Miller changed some of the lyrics. Of course he did, because it's Steve Miller. Uh, I also want to say that we've talked about doing a uh, episode of Misheard Lyrics, which I've been putting some together on my side. I'd like to get your guys' thoughts. I remember in high school, we used to listen to a lot of Steve Miller, which it sounds funny because I was not in high school in the 70s, guys. It was the 90s. But... Um, me and a couple friends were Steve Miller fans, and I remember why my one buddy was like, you know, for a long time I thought he was saying, "Take a chair and line up." And I'm like, he kind of, he kind of going to play saying, musical chairs. I always say, thought he was saying he was going to turn a light on. <laughs> I'm a turn a light on. Because it's kind of dark and things are getting it's in my a way. Big old jet liner. <laughs> So I, I'm assuming neither of you knew that there was an, another version of the song out. No, I don't think anybody did until 2000. Apparently, um, yeah, that, that's yeah, it's that, interesting. That's another one of those things of like, how does how does he feel about the fact that the song became huge and is like, well, you gotta I wonder. Recorded that you gotta like, wonder. Well, what the and hell, guys, I think it was I think it was done with respect, and you gotta wonder if he wasn't like. So he had some. He recorded an, an entire album. And it wasn't one song, and and because of problems with the label, he never he didn't get to put it out. So you got to wonder if he wasn't kind of like, hey, at least somebody gets to hear my damn song, and I get credit and money for yeah, it. That's true. And then when he released it later, you know, a lot of po- people probably thought his was the cover when really it wasn't. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I actually I highly recommend everybody checking out uh, Paul Pina's version. 
it's it's fantastic. It's wonderful, and I'm like, this is really good. It's it's more soulful, uh, a little more uh, soulful, like kind of bluesy. Which Steve Miller had a lot of blues influence, um, but Paul Pena's version is just I, it's really good. So please, by all means, go check it out. It's it's fantastic. So uh, moving right along, <laughs> I I Love didn't show. <laughs> bringing it back to the Muppets. Moving uh, right along. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I love that. I love that song. By the way, there's. A, I have a great cover of it by uh, Alkaline Trio from the Green Album. Um, but I'm loose and fancy free. <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna. We should. You know, it's a good song. Uh, that's that's another one of those trigger phrases. By the way, so this next song, I usually just suppress it though. It's from a member of a band that I like. People love the band, love them. Mm-hmm. I like some of their songs and respect the band. Um, never been the fan that a lot of people are, uh, but this guy comes out and does his solo album and uh, releases a song, and I freaking love the song. We've actually talked about it here on the show before. I, I believe I actually played. This is one of our ending so- credit songs once. Uh, I didn't know it was a remake. Uh, it makes sense that it is. But the next song on our list is uh, One New York Groove by Mr. Ace Fraley. Yep, I remember the exact episode at the end of Me too. I, it was our Woodstock '99 episode. I yep. know, I know with, exactly uh, what behind you, the funny, yeah, yep. behind the funny, because New York. Uh, so, out of all four members of Kiss who did a solo album, uh, this was the biggest hit of all of them. So, this uh, Ace Frehley's version came out in 1978. It was the biggest hit from all four solo albums by the Kiss members. Um, but he didn't write it. Russ Ballard wrote it. It was the lead single of Argent's. Uh, the band Argent's composed New York Groove. So it was recorded by this British glam. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Russ Ballard was the lead singer of Argent. It was compo- he composed New York Groove. And then it was recorded by British glam band Hello. Uh, they ah, they okay. took the song to number nine on the UK singles chart in 1975. And then Ace Freely did his version in 1978, which peaked at number 13. Um it was released, uh, like I said, by Freely in 78, hit number 13 on the Billboard Hot 100. And it's funny because he rewrote some of the lyrics, things like that. Obviously, you know, he changed a little bit. But he said to Rolling Stone magazine that his take on the song, his lyrics were inspired by experiences he had with hookers in New York City's Times Square in the 70s. So I love Ace Frehley's version of New York Groove. I it's just really catchy and it it's it's a fun jam. If you're out like on a walk or, or running or whatever, it's a really good like beat song to go to. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> I had no Was idea. Was it the theme song from a TV show as well? I feel like I, I remember that being part of a Spin City. Me. Was it Spin City? I, it's possible. Uh, I don't I don't think so. I don't think so, but now, what the hell was that? 
I, I didn't see anything about that, but it doesn't mean it isn't. You could probably look it up and find yeah. out. Oh, I am. Did you guys know? <laughs> I'm about to blow your mind if you didn't know this. All right. Did you know in the 80s, Richard Pryor had a kid's show called Pryor's Place, and the theme song was sang by one uh, uh, Ray Parker Jr.? Well, you've already blown my mind, first off, <laughs> by saying Richard Pryor yeah, had a kid's, kid's show. show called Pryor's Place. Yeah. And the um, theme song. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Was he what? teaching them not to smoke crack? Or teaching them how to smoke crack. I mean, yeah, I mean, could be. <laughs> was this pre or post lighting himself on fire? Uh, what the hell? It was I really early. Uh, I, I, keep mean, I kept meaning to bring this up to you guys. And <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking this shit up sounds now, familiar, too. but... Prior's place. If you're fucking with me, <laughs> I'm not fucking with you. Hold on, I've already got a holy up. shit. I just found it. What the hell? Sid and Marty Croft. It's a Sid and Marty Croft show. 1984. And yes, it you was done by Ray Parker, Jr. Ray Parker Jr. Ray Parker Jr. sings Insane. the theme song. Rick his... Dees was the announcer between the commercials. What the fuck was this show? There's an episode called To Catch Jay. a Little Thief with Sammy Davis Jr. on it. Jay. <laughs> we have to do a special episode. <laughs> We have to. Uh, Richard Pryor plays himself. Oh, my God. There's an episode. Check this out. Episode six. Oh my. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was Listen, on it. Listen, episode six. Batman Crothers. What the has fuck? Has Robin Williams on it, and it's called. Oh, there's one with Willie Nelson. Sax. John you. Ritter. Rip Taylor. Guys, Lily Tomlin. Shut Henry up. Winkler. Episode six is called Sax Education. No. Yes. Oh, my God. Dude, this is legit. It's a it's a kid Voyage show. to the Planet of the Dumb is episode four, by the way. Oh, episode nine seems a little uh, hmm, a Kimosabi blues. All right. Well, it is Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. Look, yeah, and listen. it was a different time. Listen, it was. It, I didn't. I kept wanting to bring this up, ooh, and I keep ooh, we forgetting. Got, Jay, Jay, are you on the the Wikipedia for this? No, I'm not. We need to cover episode twelve. What is episode twelve? Amanda oh, reveals a traumatic incident. incident from her past there to we, Richie. There we go. It'll be perfect for a twisted kid. Yep. Yeah, this is it. like okay. 1984. Richard Pryor has a freaking kids show called Pryor's Talk Place. about a fucking tangent, but geez. And like All I right. said, uh, Ray Parker Jr. sings the theme song, and I'm like, what is this universe that I am obviously not from? Mm-hmm. Listen, <laughs> I'm telling you. Wow. There- okay. <laughs> Do just the guest stars. Yeah, I know. Anyway, yeah. But the show is from what I've read. The show from what I've read about it, the show was really his attempt to kind of bring like racial equality into stuff. Like he didn't want like there were he felt like there were a lot of shows like I don't know how to explain this, like he didn't want it to be a, a black show. He wanted it to have a mixed cast. He wanted it to have like a black host and deal with like both sides, which I thought was really cool. And that was always, people don't know this because he was kind of a crude dude, but mm-hmm. in a way that he, he, he was, uh, you know, he was definitely the guy that would drop the N word and be like, put it in the movie. If it's funny, <laughs> you know? he was known Next thing you're to tell us about the Andrew Dice Clay Christmas special. <laughs> yes, I hope that's real. <laughs> <laughs> 
please be real. <laughs> Looking for that now. If you're messing with me, now's the time to tell me. Uh, he's not going to tell you. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, Pryor's Place. It's a real thing. Um, so yeah. I know we just tangented big time, but uh, I kept think uh, I kept thinking like, oh, I got to bring Kevin, Pryor's Place up to these guys, and I keep Kevin, Kevin. He did do a Merry Christmas uh, <laughs> song. However. <laughs> It's crude as hell. Uh, oh, wait. No. Hang on. Andrew Dice Clay's Christmas holiday special show. Were you serious, wait, Kevin? I wasn't. But <laughs> I was like, you don't <laughs> Hang like, on. Uh, I that just was just right totally, ass, totally made I that Oh, my up. God. Spend Christmas with Dice. This is a real thing. <laughs> it happened. Hang on. I it like happened I... in New York, <laughs> December 8th. And now we can. I don't know what year. And Andrew Dice Clay's Christmas holiday special show. There's a, I will send a link in There's the chat. There's the perfect segue. It happened in New York, and we just did New York Groove <laughs> yes. by Ace Freely. Um, this is a real thing. There you go. That's There's pretty amazing. Um, wow. What the hell? That might be the most tangent tangent we've ever went on. <laughs> that somehow that, brought it back. That too. tangent could have been its own show. It should have <laughs> been. I what You know what happens wow. is I keep remembering Pryor's Place and keep wanting to bring it up, and then I keep forgetting. And this, for some reason, I thought of it, and I'm like, oh, shit, I got to bring it up while I'm thinking of it. <laughs> no, it's not a fever dream. It's a real thing, my friends. Wow. Yeah, apparently it was like on Saturday morning. Yes. With the Muppet Babies. Yes. And- <laughs> It is a kid show. It's pretty wonderful. Um, Oh no! So we talked about we talked about Ace Freely, um, and I I figured if we we're going to talk about Ace Freely, we we need to talk about Kiss in general because they also had a song that was a uh, remake that was uh, pretty popular. Uh, Here's the thing: I knew this one was a remake, um, but interesting enough. It wasn't the original that I was introduced to. There was another version before. I don't have that on here. I went to put it on here, and it was really bad. But uh, here is a song that Kiss remade. It's never too late to change your mind. So I got confused when I was talking about um, New York Groove because the same person, again, they were going through Russ Ballard's songbook, and they pulled this track. Russ Ballard wrote New York Groove, and he wrote this. This was the band Argent, though, which is the band that Russ Ballard was from. Yes, Kiss remade God Gave Rock and Roll to You, only they changed the name to God Gave Rock and Roll to the number two. And they released their version in 1991, whereas the original was uh, released in 1973. Here's the thing. I knew this song way before 1991 when Kiss did it, but I didn't know that a band called Argent did it. I knew it from my childhood of Christian rock when a band called Petra did it. I was going to say, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want that that one on the list, too? Because I'll put it there. Yeah, you can. I went to. Right. I was going to put a Petra clip on here, and I'm like, God, this is horrible. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It is not <laughs> wonderful. So I left. I gave it rock off. and roll to you, and then this is what we gave you as a result. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that Kiss remade a Petra song, which I always thought was really cool. Turns out Petra remade an Argent song, and Kiss 
remade an Argent song. So uh, the original song, the original uh, God Gave Rock and Roll to you by Argent was a top 20 UK hit in 1973. Kiss gave the song uh, a lot of exposure, especially since uh, they added it to the movie Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Uh, this was the last Kiss song to feature drummer Eric Carr before he passed away. Uh, he passed away three months after it was released as a single. Uh, he was actually too sick to play drums on the track, but he is featured on backing vocals during the acapella break. And in the video, he is actually performing the drums for the song. Uh, if you guys don't know, Eric Carr passed away from cancer. So um, it's kind of sad, but it was cool that he got to be a part of this and is always going to be kind of cemented. This is the song they played at the end of uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. So it's pretty cool. Uh, it was a rated film, by the way. Oh, I love the it. The movie's so good. I didn't like this uh, face to music at yeah, all. It was I, it was too long of a wait. It was it, it had its fun and moments, it missed but, it. It too, yeah. it changed too much about the second one, and it made me angry. Yeah. It made. Uh, by me the way, angry. side note: um, back in the New York Groove, the theme song that I was thinking of for the TV show was for the reality tattoo series New York Inc. That's the one I remember huh. from. So. Uh, one of my problems with Face the Music is at the end of Bogus Journey, they clearly say that mm-hmm. Bill and Ted are the ones who changed the yeah. world, and they had two sons. Yeah, not their kids. Yeah, <laughs> and then in the sequel, they t- changed both those girls and or both those boys into girls without really giving it any like uh, like it context. They had anything. babies at the end of the movie, guys. We know. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, plot holes between those movies though. Anytime you get involved in time travel and like. Yeah, but that's Different not a time, time travel. Lines. That's not a time travel be... plot hole. That was a bad writing thing because they thought True. it'd be cooler to make them girls. Yeah, and I'm like, Oof. and the movie yeah. just wasn't good. It just didn't quite hit on the same notes. Also, um, where was Station? We all wanted Station. Hmm. Um, he had a quick little cameo, and they mentioned they mentioned, but you know, it's kind of hard to. Yeah, or no, I'm I'm not thinking. Jeez, nope. I'm thinking Rufus. Yeah, well, that's totally different. not the same yeah. character. But yeah, Station should have so, been in some way. God, I, I agree. I mean, they brought death. Where was Station? Uh, so God Gave Rock and Roll to You ended up being a big hit for, for Kiss in many parts of the world, including uh, making the top 10 in Ireland, the UK, Germany, Switzerland, and, and the US. It reached number 21 on the Billboard album Rock Tracks chart so uh definitely like how slow you're saying that now it's definitely uh well you know <laughs> uh a crisper version of the song the argent song uh you i mean you know we're talking 1973 versus 1991 it's a lot clearer cleaner um and they wail on it with some of the lyrics so I I stated I'm not I'm not you know Kiss fans are Kiss fans they're diehard Kiss no, fans no, no, I like some so. yeah I I like some Kiss songs I do too I mean if we ever decide to like make a sequel to our Kiss episode from way back when I'll be down for it yeah well they're a fascinating band to talk about if nothing yeah. else I mean they've done some really cool stuff and I think when you discuss the uh, importance of certain bands throughout history Kiss is one of those that needs to be up there. Um, I will say, especially, you know, the theatrics and the stage stuff that so many bands have since, you know, kind of taken on and yeah. and done. 
including D. Snyder from Twisted Sister, and he has given Kiss a lot of credit. <laughs> He's come out recently and said, I don't think people understand that this new law they're putting into effect uh, means <laughs> bands like myself and Kiss can't perform anymore because we're yeah. kind of in drag. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, D. Snyder, mass singer, brought that exact point up. Like, he's on stage in heels. Yeah. The whole time. And he's like, yeah, it was just like riding a bike, putting him back on. That's crazy. Because I heard him yeah. uh, talk about once how he couldn't. It's not that he couldn't do it. He's like, I used to like jump off stage wearing these big old platforms and land. And he's like, now if I do that, I'm screwed for the next week. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, um, I believe he was, you know, spoiler alert if you're a Mass Singer fan. But uh, it, it, it was a few weeks ago. He was the voodoo doll. Damn it, Matt. I know, I know. Sorry, but the show's the show's terrible. Um, I've never watched it. Also, hey, I've never watched. Hey, uh, another another person in the uh, world of relevance for our show, Lou Diamond Phillips, was on there as well. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah, he, he was the mantis. You know why? Again, you know why I, did, I don't care. You know why I don't watch Mass Singer? When it first came out, I thought, oh, this is a cool idea. I thought mm-hmm. <clears throat> the idea was they were going to get singers. Mm-hmm put them in masks and have them perform to see if people could figure out who they were when yeah. they couldn't see their face. And to their credit, some of them are singers. Yeah, but, but it's such a summer Terry Bradshaw. So it's just <laughs> like that's where I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, thank you. That's not mm-hmm. I mean, it's still kind of a fun idea. Like, can you tell who this person is just by their singing voice? But I don't know. Not into it. It just was overly cheesy, yeah. you know. There's some there's some definite like Whenever they reveal the celebrity at the end, that's the best part. You're just like, oh, finally, now we know who it was. But there's there's a few where you're just like, man, they they like. It sounds a lot who, like you listen. I can't to think of her name. And this is this is kind of. It the, sounds the like point. you watch the show a lot. Matt. I did watch yeah. it for several this, seasons. This is what it right? sounds like. I did watch for several seasons. I stopped watching after a while because I just lost interest. But or, or it's mad about the tangent off again. A little bit, but not much. <laughs> and the the more you interrupt me, the less I can uh, get back to my point. So, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I can mute well, you. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> all right. So the forgotten member of Destiny's Child, we'll say, was oh, on which the show. One? I can't think of her name. And that's kind of the point of what I'm getting at. She was on and got revealed on the show and everybody's like, Oh my God, you're such a great singer. It's like, yeah, she was in fucking destiny's child. Like how, how is she not more famous than she is? Um, I think it was M- Michelle. Williams. I don't know the names of them. Not Michelle Williams. <laughs> like, yeah. Whoever the hell she is. But, but yeah, they have like members of like boy bands and girl groups that, you know, apparently didn't get enough credit for being actual talented. Yeah, performers. I don't like that shit. Yeah, I just and think that they go on the show and everybody's like, "Wow, you're so good!" And it's like, mm-hmm. and you've shit on them their entire career, so now they're having to prove themselves again. Yeah, so, I don't like that shit. That's why yeah, I never that's watched kind of why any I of those watching. shows, Dancing like, with the no. Stars, or any of it for very yeah. similar. I, I I feel like there are some people that are on there that it's like really cool, and other people they're almost making fun of, and I don't like that shit. Mm-hmm. So mm. if I make fun of them, it's fine. So yeah, yeah, but I don't like when. Yeah, <laughs> publicly they're good. made fun of. <laughs> uh, and on my quick, quick tangent, I will say that D. Snyder's always said that he was not a singer. He is a performer. He's like, if oh. I did, if it wasn't for my performances, I wouldn't be anything. He's like, that's, you know, he's never been that impressed with his own voice. He seems so. awesome as hell, too. Seems like so. a really cool dude, actually. Yeah. So I'm a, D. Snyder, I'm a, yeah. come on yeah. the show. We'd love to talk I've to tried, you. I've tried, I've tried. He's just a very, very oh, busy man. 
Uh, he had now, a podcast. Now, looking back, looking back, timelines of things, he was probably filming Mass Singer at the time. So. Yeah, maybe. It's very possible. Yeah. I mean, he's very busy. He has a radio show. Yeah. He does a lot of charity work. He had his own podcast mm-hmm. called D Speaks for a long time. I, I highly yeah. recommend everybody go back and check that out. Um, he's just a cool dude, man. Does a lot of charity work. Does a lot of charity work for kids with cancer, things like that. So go show and, him And some he support. fought for everybody's rights at the PMRC. Well, I mean, that too, oh, exactly. but mm. yeah. Wrong band. He went in front of Congress. <laughs> yeah. I totally completely. Kevin. Mm-hmm. He, he, th- he just told everybody they weren't going to take it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he, you know, did fight. I'm sure he fought for some rights to party. (laughs) (laughs) And he's a big supporter of Celine Dion. You need to go find out why. Salon Dijon. Um, So let's go into our next song. Our next song on the list. We still have a few to to knock out here. Uh, This next one is by a huge band, hugely popular band. Uh, I never knew this was a remake. And uh, when I hit the button on this, I'm curious. I will say that to me, the original and the remake... Not so drastically different, but let's get your guys' thoughts. I'm going to say, out of all the songs on this list, this is the one that to me is most like, like they, that wasn't drastically changed. But we should discuss that for a moment. Obviously, this is Heart, What About Love from 1985. But the original version of the song was written by Brian Allen and Sharon Alton from Canadian band Toronto. Way back in 1983, two years before the Heart one. (laughs) So they re- they recorded the song, and at first the band decided they weren't going to release it. And this actually became a point of contention for Brian Allen and Sharon Alton. They were there was some bickering and some fighting and fighting because of things like this. And uh, at some point, those two actually ended up parting ways with Toronto. Uh, so was it a good choice of the band not to record this song or not to release the song originally? I, I don't know. What I do know is once the song found its way to heart, it was the first heart track to reach the top 40 in three years, and it was their first top 10 hit in five years. The song also uh, was their first hit song on on their new record label, which was Capitol Records. Toronto's version of the song eventually wound up as a bonus track on their CD uh, reissue of uh, the 1980 album Get It On Credit, I think it was called. So it wasn't on the original, but when they reissued that album, they released it. I don't know. Like, it's hard to say if they would have had a big, as big a hit as Heart did. It sounded very similar. It's very similar. I mean, don't get very, me wrong. Very similar. There's a lot more soul and, you know, the voice is a lot more gravitas. But, yeah, very, very close. So you kind of wonder if Toronto would have, would it have kind of launched their career or was part of what made it so big, the fact that it was Hart's comeback and everybody already loved Hart. I don't know. Yeah, Beyond me. Be. Mm. Uh, I never knew. 
did not have a clue that this was a remake. Now, we've talked about Hard on other remake episodes. They've had a few songs that were remakes from other bands. It's not that uncommon for a, a kind of popular band to like buy a track from somebody that was less or hear it off you know, one of their older albums and re-release it. We still have a few to go on here. Um, <clears throat> and the one I'm really curious, I, I really want your guys' thoughts on, is, is the last one we're going to talk about. Um, because when we talk about that, it, the, the, when I say to, you know, to take songs and remake them that weren't big hits, that's not always the case. The last one on this list was a hit. The original one was kind of a hit, but I still didn't know it existed. <laughs> so that's always weird to me too. Um, but the next one on this list, I had no frigging clue. So <laughs> we're going to get into a couple here and one of them, the next one is going to blow your guys' mind. The one after that is kind of drastically different than the original, but it's still on there. Uh, but this next one might be the one that shocked me. I don't know why, but it kind of shocked me the most out of everything on here. I never, ever knew. And, uh, yeah, well, let's just play it and, and see what you, see what you guys think. Took me a second to recognize. I wanna love you all over. Yeah, well. Did you catch the big difference? Uh, it sounds like it's sung in a different language or something. Um, that could so, just be me hearing things wrong. So obviously this is Huey Lewis, Do You Believe in Love, from 1982. Um, so this song started off with a different band and a different title. The original version was We Both Believe in Love, and it was recorded by a band called Supercharge in 1979. Uh, they were from Liverpool. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't wait for the day we find out that the script is a remake. <laughs> I should remake it. I should record my own version. Change the lyrics. Supercharge was from Liverpool. Uh, they had a number hit three in Australia three years prior to... Um, this song, which was called You've Got to Get Up and Dance. So, like we said, Huey Lewis made a few changes, including the title, which I'm going, I'm just going to be honest. Uh, we both believe in love is not good. <laughs> it's we also not a different language. I just hear things weird. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, do You Believe in Love is a, is, it's, it's a better title. It was change lyrics, not change language. Um, yeah. This became Huey Lewis's first top ten hit, uh, so not not a bad idea. It peaked at number seven in April of '82 off their second album, Picture This. Um, this song was actually written by Robert John, aka Mutt Lang. So <laughs> there you go. Had no clue. I had no clue, and I don't know if uh, we both believe in love was ever really even played in the States or if it was any kind of, you know, hit song. I, I don't know, but I really like the changes. <laughs> Put it that way. Yeah. Really it's like, a lot more catchy. It's a, a little bit. A little you got to get Huey Lewis's voice on there and it's like, okay, that just adds a lot more, uh, 
bluesy element to it, if you will. Yeah. The, and the it, gravelly voice is pretty great. And again, I know we're talking a huge leap just for a couple of years from the 70s to the early 80s, but cleaner, crisper, like it's definitely cleaned up a lot. Oh, yeah. oh very much so. The Technology music. advanced yeah. a little bit in a few mm-hmm. years. And it could, you know, the there's always that question, what sound was the original band going for? Yeah. Uh, and the next one, you're going to hear it a lot. The next one, you're going to hear it a whole lot, like significantly, like what sound were they going for? Well, the original obviously was one style and the remake was definitely a whole different style. So, I mean, it's kind of like, was the original band going for more of a, a funky thing? And then Huey Lewis went a little more poppy with it. I don't know. You're going to hear that a lot on this next one, though. In fact, I'm going to argue that when I play the original version, you're not going to have a clue. And then you're going to hear the remake. You're going to go, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I had no freaking clue that those were even the same two songs. Uh, but they were. Uh, yeah. Let's just go ahead and play it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's vacation by the Go Go's, 1982. So here's the thing: uh, the song was written by uh, the Go Go's bassist Kathy Valentine. She wrote "Vacation" in 1980 when she was actually still with the band The Textones, and they released a version. Uh, the song was released in the UK as the B side off their debut single, which was a cover of Tom Petty's "I Can't Fight It." So when she came to the Go Go's, she brought the song along with her. So then Jane uh, Weedlin and Charlotte Ca- uh, Caffey get their hands on the song, and they like it a lot, but they're like, we need Friends a- of the show, come on. Yes, please, please. Um, they I'd just, love to talk to Jane Weedlin. Jane Weedlin would be like the coolest, one yes. of the coolest people in the world to have a conversation with, I feel like. We'll, we'll uh, tag her in this post. So, But they decide, like, we, need to, we really like the song. We need to flesh it out a little bit. So they create the chorus. And it was hard. When I was going to put together the clips, I'm like, I'm waiting for the... Uh, vacation all, and it, it was like it's not there so I couldn't clip that part and I'm like uh, it's not in here well that's they created the chorus and then they put a backstory to the song too which isn't really in the original uh, so the new version peaked it peaked at number 8 on the Billboard Hot 100 in August of 82 uh, which was the band's second and final US Top 10 hit uh, drastically obviously the first one is way more punk and yeah. we're talking early 80s punk and the second one is way more pop punk. So drastically different versions of the song. And I heard, Matt, I heard you go, wait, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, as soon as I recognize, I'm like, hang on. So I, you recognized it quick. I, I recognized based on the lyrics rather than the, yeah, actual, the actual melody of the song. That's fair. And yeah. if you listen to it, they are different songs, but, Very different. but there are similarities buried in there. So I think that's really cool. And this is another one of those cases, like we talked about with the Buggles. It was released originally under one of the members of the band. It's not like, you know, but there's two versions that have been released, you know, and, and there was a previous version that was released that or recorded 
in this case was released that the band heard and that's why they did the song so yeah. it's, side note big fan of the buggles uh, the buggles the bangles and the Buggles. <laughs> <laughs> well also a fan of the buggles like, also a fan of the buggles you know uh <laughs> Wow, jeez, that's the weirdest stroke mouth ever. Yeah, right well, it's, like, it's fair. Totally minting a different band. Yeah, but, but they were very close. No, yeah, big bangles, big buggles, fan of the bangles, buggles, bangles, yeah. and and all that. And uh, and and I'm not a joke. Like we follow uh, the the show's Instagram follows members of both of those bands. Yeah. Um, kind of in hopes that they uh, yeah recognize that we're following them and come on the show and uh, Susanna Hoffs. Come I follow on, her on Weedlin. Let's go. I follow Let's Susanna Hoffs on TikTok. Yeah. Um, I was watching last night. I was watching uh, clips of uh, Walk Like an Egyptian, the video, the music video. And I'm like, oh my God, man. It's such a good video. <laughs> yeah, but she's so hot. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, she, does she know she's just dripping sexy? And as a little kid, mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like I, I like this. I don't oh, know she, why. She recently I mean, the way referenced she looks it. back at the audience. I mean, it yeah, it's those like you. side yeah. eyes things she's doing. Right. Yep. It's probably why I married my wife. She gives me side eye all the time, but hers is just mean. Yeah, <laughs> Sus- obviously, Hoffs I have is, issues. Uh, has turned it into a TikTok trend. <laughs> I, I that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I obviously have issues, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you have like, a few. I like yeah. side eye. <laughs> yeah. So I, it was drastically different song i didn't again didn't know that it was a remake so no yeah. your guys thoughts 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 yeah, yeah totally uh, i'm i'm definitely going to be checking out the tech stones version uh just to see how different it really Way. is but yeah. knowing that it's you know one member of, of both bands is kind of kind of interesting and i kind of want to know and and i mean they're welcome to come on the show and discuss it uh, you know, yet another reason to get a member of the Go-Go's to come on the show. <laughs> um, if they want to come on and discuss their thoughts of like which version they prefer, like, I mean, if, if they were like, no, I like the original one better, but the remake made me a lot more money then Hey, it is what it is. But I'm, I'm curious to find out. <laughs> I don't know the why. There. Something you just said reminded me of, uh, of something I heard once and that made me laugh. Cause I think our next song, <laughs> she didn't know were remakes episode episode should Ever just, sure? Episode should just be all yeah. Weird Al really songs. Big, really big shoe. <laughs> just let them okay. Weird Al songs the whole episode. That would be so good. Yeah, just songs you didn't know Weird Al parody. No, it's because he was on an episode of, um, oh God, what was that show? Politically Incorrect. And I don't remember who was on it, oh. but they were all <laughs> arguing <laughs> we talked about this, big yeah. time over... Um, like song lyrics and and what they thought were good. Like they're all arguing, and Al is just sitting there completely silent. And um, what's his face looks at Bill Maher, right? Looks over mm-hmm. at him, and he's like, "Well, Al, you haven't said anything. What songs lyrics do you think you know were like impact or or whatever?" And he goes, oh, "I like Eat It because it made me a lot of money." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that's my dude." <laughs> So I'm really curious. The, the Michael Caine effect. I'm really curious about this next song because I am the curious. terrible, but he likes the house at bottom. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, fair. That's fair. What yeah, movie? What movie Jaws was Jaws the Revenge. There you go. That's totally fair. <laughs> the movie is horrible. That might have to be a Twisted Kid at some point. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about this next song to know if either of you guys knew that this song was a remake. So... I have known for a while the song was a remake, but originally I did not know that. And I'm kind of curious. There's there's a chance 
that you two might, because I think you guys might be a bigger, bigger fans of this band than I am. Um, so I'm kind of curious. So I'm going to play the original and or it'll go right into the remake. And uh, I'm curious, uh, really want to hear your guys thoughts on this one. All right. I heard some comments in the background, so I'm going to yep, assume you yep. guys did not know. Well, here's the thing. Um, I remember um, let's yep. see, looking this one up, and I'm more familiar with the Rage Against the Machine version. Yeah. Uh, Matt, are you familiar with the African Babata version? I am no. familiar. Okay, so specifically, I'm familiar with the Rage Against the Machine version because I know that the album that it came out on is all covers. That makes sense. Mm. That makes yeah. sense. So I knew that it was a cover. I just didn't know by who. Yeah, well, and I know they did like I think they did the Ghost of Tom Joad as well from uh, by Bruce Springsteen, um, which has gone uh, on to I, I, very possibly performed right. live with Tom Morello and Bruce Springsteen. So uh, that's did, pretty fun. I love that Kev knew it was uh, Africa Bombada. <laughs> I thought it was yeah. great. Yeah. So obviously you were somewhat familiar with with it. Um, so yes, this is Renegades of Funk. Most people know Rage Against the Machines version from 2000, but it's written by Africa, Bombada, Arthur Baker, John Miller, and John Robbie. Uh, they recorded, uh, they recorded the song, uh, along with Soul Sonic Force, and they released it in 1983 as a single on the Tommy Boy label. Uh, it was also included on the 86 album, Planet Rock, the album. Most of us, like I said, I think most people know the 2000 version, which was Rage Against the Machine. I never knew that this was a cover, but the album you're referring to, or the album this was off of, was called Renegades. So I, I had no idea. I, I would never call myself a huge Rage Against the Machine fan. Stewie and I had a conversation about this the other day. Um, I like them. And I and I always knew the song. I mean, this is probably one of their most popular songs. I had no idea. I will say, going back and listening to the African Bombada version, I'm like, this is cool as shit. <laughs> like, this is like 80s all the way, and I freaking loved it. So, mm-hmm. a lot of fun with it. Never knew, never knew. But apparently, you guys had some inkling of a clue that it was a remake. Yeah, you just it, didn't. It's it's sad to well. African Bombada is, um, let's say, canceled. I was going to say, are you going to bring it up or you want me to? But go for it. Yeah. He's uh, a, a, a child predator. Oh, so, that sucks. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's within the past month, apparently. Oh, that really a, sucks. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that unfortunately, sucks. a lot of his victims have been getting a, uh, a lot of, um, uh, let's see, been harassed a lot because, I mean, they're, they talked. They spoke the truth about yeah. this you know, so, rap legend, and yeah, it's a sad, you know, sad all around. Yeah, that really sucks, man. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really, it's really sucks when you think about like uh, the messages. The like this song, they were very political. This song wasn't really. I mean, it was a very politically charged song when they did it. So it's not like it was. It makes sense that Rage did it as well. And that's it. Always sucks when you 
hear that somebody who had like big impact turns out like because it kind of takes away from the stuff they did. You know, that's one of the things that kind of sucks about, you know, being middle aged now is that you find out all your heroes are actually yeah. assholes. Well, not and, all. Yeah. Well, not all. <laughs> a lot of them are great. A lot of them. Some of them, but some are wonderful. now. Like, oh. But some yeah. were really wonderful people, and that's, you know, yeah. Yeah. that just makes them kind of step up a couple levels. Hey, listen. Yeah. For every asshole, we have a, we have a, we have a Fred Rogers and a LeVar Burton. Correct. And, yeah. <laughs> and, well, for every Bill Cosby, like you said, you know, for every Bill Cosby, there is a Fred Rogers or a Bob Ross or anybody else like that. So, like, you know yeah. what? I will say this that sometimes you find out the assholes that you grew up knowing turned out to be the real heroes. Yeah, it turns out the they're scenes. not. Yeah, sometimes thought. Richard Pryor does a fucking kid show and you don't fucking know about it. <laughs> well, Holy I mean, shit. I never uh, thought it was. A, I never asshole. thought he was an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, he definitely had some issues, you know. Oh, yeah. Big yeah. time. But they were personal issues more than I think Yeah. anything else. And and he owned them. That's the thing. Though. Yes. Like, he absolutely. 100% he them. did. Yeah. And he talked about them and owned up to them. Yeah. How did we get there? Renegades of Funk. <laughs> Richard Pryor. It was a long path. No, it's just a, it's a matter of, like you said, owning things and, 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 and living up to it and talking about it and discussing it. And he did that, yeah. you know, which I think is was important. I think when you do that, when you do things like come out and say, these were issues I had. Let's talk about them. It really yeah. helps other people who feel comfortable about it. But it does suck when you find out that, Certain people, like you, you brought up Bill Cosby, and I'm like, yeah, it sucks. If you, there are certain people though. If I were found find stuff out, I'm like, I'd be like, no, no fucking way. You're lying. That can't be true. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like uh, Bill Cosby was America's dad, but right. it, yeah, there's, there's like, enough evidence against it. But to, you're kind of like, well, it's not just, just go, that. Ooh. You're also kind of like. All right, but there is now that you say it, I could see certain things. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. you can um, see the darkness behind the eyes. It All sucks. Right. I watched a clip of uh, the Cosby Show the other day, and I'm like, God, man! Like, it's such I, a great show. It's such a good show, and it's not fair to the rest of them. It really nope. isn't. Yeah, it's a bummer. We have one more song to round out our remake list this week. We got very serious this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got and all over the place this week. Yeah, just bouncing yeah. around. It's been a weird week for me. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, all these songs week. will be yeah. on a Spotify playlist as well. It's been this, a harder so. week for me than I think. Yeah, like, it all started with the, the, the shower and the bathroom and. And that ended up being a, a way bigger mess than we thought, and the plumber had to like cut a hole in the wall, and like there was nothing mounting the shower head, so it was just breaking off and falling forward, and so he had to cut a hole in the wall and mount that and get a new one. But the previous plumber had broke the old shower head, so it was spraying water on the ceiling, so I had to get a new shower head. That was one day this week. Okay, so side note, not going <laughs> to lie, totally forgot that that happened with all the other shit that's gone on yeah. for you. So <laughs> That was the beginning you, of the week. I was like, yeah. what What happened with the shower? I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, this was just the start of the shit storm. Then uh, I get up the other morning, and I get a text from Stewie, and he's like, hey, I'm at the hospital. I'm having some problems. I was like, are you all right? He's like, yeah, I don't know. I was like, all right, keep me updated. And 30 minutes later, he's like, yeah, they're admitting me to ICU. I'm like, damn it, Stu. Uh, went up and saw him. He's doing fine. He's nothing, yeah. nothing. He he has, I, I don't want to like share his personal issues, but he, something he's been dealing with and um, 
you know. He got Louis Armstrong disease. <laughs> really puffy cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> and he just the whole time I was at the hospital, he just he just kept sitting there st- staring out the window going. That's how he talks now. It's just we're guys the blue, you dick, you took it from me. Yeah. Um, but he's doing fine. Stewie, Stewie is doing fine. Stewie Armstrong disease. Stewie Armstrong. <laughs> he's doing fine. Oh um, God! Please make please make a, a photo of Stewie but, Armstrong. But that but that was then the very next day. I find out my dad's getting rushed to the hospital, and it's been a whole thing. We won't get too in depth in that. For those of you who don't know, he's had a lot of uh, health issues over the years, and it was it's just been a whole thing. And it was like, uh, oh, and I forgot to mention that in between those, I, I'm laying in bed, and uh, I hear my wife say, babe, I need you. And I look up, and she's nowhere in the room. I'm like, what the hell? And turns out she's laying on the floor, puking her brains out. I'm like, and all of this is one night right after the other. What so, the hell? Yeah. Hers was just, uh, I think, some bad uh, Mexican food. Her and my her and my sister went out, and neither of them were feeling well. But still, it was all shower, wife sick, Stewie, dad, like just boom, 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 each day in a row. And it was like, oh, oh my god! Did so, you break the news to Melissa about Jack Browns? I did. Oh god! And then there was yeah. that. Yeah. That sucked too. Uh, that oh, that since, hurt my balls. Well, there's another. <laughs> There's another that one somewhere. Sucks. That's just the Cincinnati one, but Cincinnati Jack Brown. Oh, every day. Are you kidding? Did we find out why it closed yet? I'm oh, like, I have no, no idea, babe. It wasn't a lack of business. It was, uh, no. they shuttered the doors. Nobody knows why. Is it Jack like, Brown's? I'm, a, I'm personally hoping it wasn't like a health code violation. Because <laughs> we all Back when there. I was there. And I don't think so. There are other, I doubt it was health well, By the way, part. side note, let's go back uh, a couple weeks ago when we talked about Horror Hound and when I went to visit. I ate at Jack Brown's mm-hmm. and I ranted about the sauce. You were down yeah, on the sauce. He's such a good yeah. sauce. Yeah. And it was great. We used to drive down there. Same place. Now it's closed. What the we, hell? We used to drive down there on a whim. It's probably, you know, it's a little bit of a drive for us and pay to park just so we could go there and get some of the best freaking burgers. And yeah, it's, yeah. they shuttered up the other day. Nobody knows yeah, why the yet. F- fries were amazing. Just this yeah, location, awesome. though. There's another location. There's two. Like there's like yeah. So, there's one in Nashville. Yeah. I think there's one in Louisville, so, maybe. But yeah, there. Oh, so you're telling me that place is a chain? Apparently, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't. I didn't Neither know that. Maybe one in Columbus. I might be needing to go to Nashville or something. Yeah. Or Columbus. That one's probably closer. Or <laughs> yeah. Well, we can get. Well, it's all go to Nashville. Yeah. Uh, we have one more song, guys. And great to go to Nashville, actually. Here's the thing. Um, I did not know it was a remake. You guys may or may not have known it was a remake. Um, but the, the original was a hit. It wasn't like it was, a, you know, a flop or in some weird, you know, like it was a hit in Canada, but not here. Or it was a hit in Australia, but not here. No, this this was a hit in the U.S. Uh, I just never knew. So here you go. If I fail, if I succeed, at least I'll Much of Wendy Houston's career was just her doing everybody else's song. Good question. It seems like a lot of yeah. This was always this was always one of the songs I was not a fan of 
actually. I always thought this was one of the songs that was very corny and didn't really work yeah. well, but it was a massive hit. Obviously, this is it's greatest at every fucking wedding. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Greatest love, which makes no sense. I great, I found the greatest love of all inside of me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, uh, that's weird. Yeah. Kind um, of a narcissistic song, what you think about it. I feel like my mom played it at her wedding. Sting but. said that people will come up to him all the time and tell him how much they love uh, every breath you take and how they played it at their wedding. And he's like, what? Like, why would you do that? <laughs> Did you not listen to Did you ladies? hear the song? Uh, greatest love of all. The worst of it was Don't Stand So Close to Me. But. Did you guys, that would be great. <laughs> Did you guys know that Whitney Houston was singing about Muhammad Ali? I didn't, but she was, no. apparently, yeah. Uh, well, she might not have been, but the original was. Written by Michael uh, Masser, who composed the music, and Linda Creed, who wrote the lyrics. It was originally recorded in 1977 by George Benson, who recorded the song, uh, and it was a substantial hit, peaking at number two on the U.S. Hot Soul Singles chart that year. Uh, the first R&B chart top ten hit for Artista Records, actually. Uh, the song was written and recorded by to be the main theme for the 1977 film The Greatest, a biopic about boxer Muhammad Ali. Um, eight years after Benson's original recording, the song became even more well-known for a version by Whitney Houston, whose 85 cover, which she changed the greatest love of all to greatest love of all, eventually topped the charts, peaking at number one in the United States, Australia, Canada, and on the U.S. R&B chart in early 1986. So... Yeah, the original was written as the theme song for a Muhammad Ali biopic. Hmm. Yeah, which makes sense, sort of, and played during the movie. So I've always thought the song was really corny, um, personally. Uh, but what do I know? <laughs> so, there you go. That's that's yeah, our where's your Grammy J. That's yeah. our list this week of uh, remakes. Uh, to- song, ten songs you probably didn't know were remakes. What did you guys think? Like, did you? How many of these did you know? And how many did you like? No, no idea. Oof, uh, most of them, no idea. I knew about the Africa, yeah. but bought a one. Yeah, that was about the only one that I actually knew yeah. was one hundred percent a cover. But yeah, the others, not a clue. Not a clue. Like I said, it makes a certain amount of sense when when they weren't hits, but this was a hit in 1977. I mean, it's not like yeah. the song was not tracked at all. Yeah. And uh, again, you know, going back to relative topics of the day, not to, you know, bring it back up, but, you know, music existed before, you know, 1970, whatever year the Marvin Gaye song was written in. So, of, of course, you know, things end up, in the world to where people go, I like that. I want to, I want to do my version of that too. Let, sure. let me take a crack at it. And sometimes you get great versions that become way more recognized than the original. Sometimes you get ones that are just like, eh, that's a thing I did on an album. Um, but you know, it's, it's kind of crazy that the, uh, I think of all of the, the song, I don't probably, we'd have to go back and, and check out the other episodes of Songs You Didn't Know Were Remakes by the Mixtape Podcast and see if <laughs> three of any them. of the other songs were, was the original more well-known than the remake? Because I think most of the time the remake, the remake is, the is well, that right. That's well-known. the premise of the idea of the no. show. I think there are a few oh, yeah, where, true. where the remake or the original might've been at least in its time as popular. And I think that yeah. you just get to a point where people kind of, forget i don't i don't yeah. know 
And then there's those. It's kind of overshadowed at yeah. a certain point. Yeah. And, and then more there's. More time has passed between the remake than the original. And then people associate the, the remake as being the original version. Yeah. You kind of have two different versions. You have the remade because of time and then yeah. remade because I had two heard, years later and Hart wanted to do it. Uh, right. I heard this and it was cool and it's not a yeah. hit. So let's try it ourselves kind of thing. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I always just felt like greatest love of all was like, I believe the children are future. I was like, I believe yeah. you should float like a butterfly, but sting n- like but a bee. But now that I hear it's about Muhammad Ali, those lyrics yeah. might make a little more sense. Of course, mm-hmm. I always preferred the sexual chocolate version. Yes. <laughs> I believe the children are future. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> That boy's good. <laughs> Give it up for my all man. About that. Sexual chocolate. I should have done that. I should have said. Uh, and here's the next. Find and that and put that on Spotify instead of well. playing uh, Whitney Houston, which is what you guys would have expected. <laughs> just play <laughs> sexual chocolate. <laughs> I didn't even think about her. Trust me, I would have. <laughs> so good. Uh, so there you go. There are 10 more songs, guys. Uh, obviously, go back and listen to the other three episodes before you do it. But let us know. Were there any that shocked you? Any you thought, uh, oh, God, yeah, I knew that. Maybe you knew the original more than you knew the remake. And we're always like, because sometimes there's there's songs out there that become remakes. And you were a fan of the original. And you're like, fucking this one exists. And you get really angry because like, no, I was that way. Um, I still have a hate on for Ice Ice Baby, and I always <laughs> will. You know, I'm sitting there one day, it's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, oh, yeah. Pressure, what? No, what is he singing? That's not the right words. That's not, no, that's not Bowie. You know, it was really irritating for me. And then when I heard him say, no, no, I didn't steal it. There's a different beat in there. Oh, I was like, oh, no. I mean, it's a little, tss, the extra high hat on there. Okay. <laughs> do, 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 like, do. Come on, just say, yeah, we sampled it. There you go. There's goes do 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 and ours goes do 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 da 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 shut the fuck up you stole I want to say to you I'm done talking you stole the fucking song you didn't why did you say that like yeah and my record exec stole the shit out of it I didn't know they just said here sing it I was like okay um that's what yeah yeah but let us know uh we of course will be putting a uh, playlist up of this Matt will be on our Spotify it will be difficult I imagine a few of these might be hard to find uh, I think one of them was kind of hard to find which one I'm curious some were pretty pretty easy let me go back and take a look at oh it. I was just curious which one it was I have a feeling um, I mean it ended up on there but oh nice it may not be the actual like well we do we, we do what we can I know uh, I know in the past oh, jet, jet, jet airliner geez really um yeah, the the Steve Miller band version, yes. The Paul Pena version, eh, maybe not. But it's Paul Pena only has one album on Spotify, and it's not the one featuring Dead or Alive. Night Train, I think it was called. Um, yeah, that happens sometimes. We've we've yeah. we've run into this in the past as well, where it's like uh, Matt will like I just can't find. Yeah, Electric Avenue. That and version. That well, one we found out during the show of why it's not on there. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't shock me too much. That yeah. seems like a very Eddie Grant thing to do. Um, yeah. Although we did discover that Shaggy did a version. Shaggy. So, Shaggy. No. It's a lava, lava. I, I wash my hand. Mm-hmm. There was a me. 
Or somebody else did it. We're going out down to... Do you have anyone imagine having a conversation with Shaggy all the time talking like this, and you'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about, Shaggy? We'll Shaggy! We'll a full episode of Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> we, sh- we should do an episode where... One of us talks like Michael McDonald. One of us talks like Shaggy. <laughs> Stewie can do his Gilbert Godfrey through the whole thing. KC does Maya Angelou. <laughs> do the whole episode, an hour of that would be great. We haven't heard from Maya Angelou in a long time, Casey. It's been a minute. Does, does Maya Angelou have any words of wisdom for, God, for put, Stu put now right that he's... Uh, put him right on the spot. Stay away, Dave. Oh, yeah. man, shit. Oh, hold on. Okay. No. I, I, need to, I, I need to write this shit down. Sorry. <laughs> Zoe Day, get well. Um, Glad you didn't die uh, and go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's better. Yes. Oh. Oh, <laughs> Glad your lungs didn't swell. Just, uh, <laughs> it was only your cheeks, for you have Louis Armstrong disease. Yeah. <laughs> Standing up straight, you're only as tall as me on my knees. <laughs> We love you, Stewie. <laughs> love um, you, that being said, get get re- well really soon because we have a yeah. uh, Billy Idol concert to go to next weekend. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, a couple of things we don't we uh, we haven't done had any interviews for a while. We have a couple of really cool ones lined up, and we're very excited. Yeah, about we it. do. Don't always uh, like to announce it because every once in a while we announce it and then it falls through. Um, but I'm really excited about the the two we have coming up over the next few weeks. Um, because they're going to be really cool. And uh, one of them was just sort of a reached out kind of like, hey, we should talk to this dude. And we did. And he seems super cool. And uh, if you go over and follow our social medias, there's always hints. There's mm-hmm. always hints being dropped of people we're going to be talking to. We gave you the information earlier on how to get uh, to those social medias, our TikTok, our our Twitter, our Instagram, our Facebook. Um, they're all up and running, and we highly recommend you guys go over and check us out on all of those. Hey, uh, I'm going to give some shout-outs to all the tapeworms who have sent in songs and song suggestions and things like that. <clears throat> we love that. Please keep doing that. Matt and I have been discussing a possible little competition here mm-hmm. on the show. Uh, it's going to be a... Um, I don't even know, kind of a scavenger. Not really. What do we call it? I don't know. We're going to give some clues over a few yeah, episodes. Kind of a kind of a a, a puzzle, if you yeah, will. a little puzzle, like a, an audible puzzle. And uh, what we're going to do, an audible puzzle. If we yeah. if we decide to do this, we're going to put together a little package. Um, we're thinking a uh, keychain, a vinyl sticker, and a T-shirt. So okay. we're thinking you could receive those three things. We're going to put together a little puzzle. As Matt said, it's gonna. There's gonna be a few clues you got to solve over three episodes, and then give us the final answer. And if you're the person who does that, you'll win those things. Let us know what you think about that, though. If you think that's a good idea, if you would like something like that, or uh, you know, let us know your thoughts. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, you can always follow us on the social media and let us know on those. That'd be cool too. Uh, obviously, we've got the website, themixtapepod.com. Please go over there and click on our friends of the show, and please show all of them some love. We talked earlier about Not a Bomb. Uh, check out Not a Bomb. Check out Scream Queens. Uh, check out 80s and 90s Now. Please check out... Uh, Tennis Podcast. Tennis. Tennis, yeah. we've um, yeah, Armchair Booking with and- Nick Mill from uh, Tennis Podcast. And uh, obviously behind the funny, behind the funny, Ace mm-hmm. and Scott, yeah, 
So please check all of them out. And any that we forgot, we like to put little links to their stuff directly over. It's not a personal thing. I literally just can't think of shit. <laughs> it's, a, it's a mental thing. It's not a personal. There are so many shows out there we love. And uh, it's we like to, you know, these aren't even all. We give, yeah. these, we just have kind of a relationship with a lot of these shows. There are a lot of shows that we listen to that we're just fans of in general. So uh, we mentioned the last episode. We'll uh, keep it up if you have a small business or you're an artist that maybe tries to sell your artwork or your musician that's trying to get noticed, let us know. Uh, we'll mention you here on the show. We can give you a little bit of support that way. That's something we would love to do. Uh, guys, Matt, Kev, anything? Um, let's see. Uh, I don't have anything. I mean, shout out to Ed Sheeran again. I mean, good luck <laughs> to you and your fight against the Marvin Gaye estate. All pulling for you. Um, oh, take so care of yourself and each other. There, there you go. go. That's all I got. Matt? Hey, Matt. Matt. Son of a bitch, I was muted the of whole time. Of course you were. <laughs> I was wondering why Kevin was just talking right over me. I'm like, okay, Kevin, I guess you're just going to keep going, but whatever. Uh, all right. <laughs> Matt? <laughs> So was any anything that I said heard at all? No, you're muted. Okay, we cool. know. <laughs> all right, so I'll give you I'll give you my side of, of uh, what I was saying. So uh, go follow me on TikTok, and you can hear how much uh, Jay busted my balls last episode for uh, <laughs> talking about how it's pretty great. It's pretty great. So, it's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Uh, so with that being that said, go over to uh, YouTube as well. Yeah, please do. We, we got, should got have some cool stuff coming down the line. Lady Cop is uh, in full effect now. <laughs> we, we should gotta, have some more commercials coming up. Yeah, uh, Matt and I did a couple of TV commercials again the other day. Those are always a lot of fun. Straight up possessed dolls. Yeah, I uh, Matt plays me this commercial. I was with German. I don't know where it was I think from. So yeah, yeah. I'm just watching this commercial and it kind of hits the punchline, and I just that was that was hilarious. <laughs> it was great. Um, but we're going to be dropping more stuff over there, so please go over and check it out. Yes, our Demonic Toys episode is up, and uh, it's so funny. So much fun. I watched it, and like it, I, rem- I was like, we we recorded it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I had a lot of fun watching it with Matt and cutting up on it and stuff. And when the episode starts off, I'm like, man, I thought it was a lot funnier. Yeah, it gets a lot funnier. Yeah. <laughs> like It starts it, off where it's it a little a minute. Yeah, it's yeah. a little dry, and then we just we start... I, I gotta admit, man, I don't I, I don't toot my own horn a lot, but when I made the comment like <laughs> when the if the car pulls in and you just see it go <laughs> you gotta go watch to understand. It was, was such a, an accurate sound. <laughs> like the way you did it, it sounds like a car running well, over a I, body in a gravel parking lot. And I realized <laughs> and I realized why Matt's like later. He's like, I went back and checked to see if that actually happened because I kind of sold it as if that really yeah. did happen, yeah. but it doesn't. Uh, you should go check it out. Is what we're saying. We watched uh, Demonic Toys together, and we just sit and riff on it. It's a pretty good time. And we got, like I said, a couple TV commercials. Those are short and sweet and a lot of fun. So there'll be a lot of more, a lot of more, a lot of more of those coming out. Yeah, I said it, and I meant it just like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so go over and Show check out in. our YouTube channel. If you go to YouTube and just search for the handle, the mixtape podcast, you will find us. We are yep. there. Uh, I think that's it. That's all we got this week. We appreciate all you guys. We love all you guys. Please, um, give us a review wherever you're listening to the show. We've, we've received a few. We really appreciate those. 
And um, if you don't mind, share. Share the show. Uh, you guys have... Wow. Uh, I don't even really know what to say about it. We were bragging last week uh, about hitting 10K, and I can tell you that we it's already above that. It's past like, that now. Which yeah. is just amazing and we really appreciate everything you guys do um so please like i said leave us a review share with a friend that's the that's the most helpful stuff you can do for the show and it's it's much 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 appreciated uh actually the you could always go and buy a t-shirt too that'd be cool (laughs) and all that's available on the website uh that being said i think that's it we're gonna go ahead and end this episode hey guys we love you and remember until next we have the opportunity to speak with you to always Stay awesome. awesome. Well, not bad, guys. Yeah. I, feel, I feel pretty happy about that. Okay. You guys, you guys didn't let me down. Yeah, we try to. Though. <laughs> yeah. Every week. <laughs> Every How week. can we disappoint you? This time? Every week. We want. To, we have meetings before the show. <laughs> how do how do we uh, disappoint Jay this week? Right. <laughs> or how do we trip him up? All you gotta do is let me talk. Say the word Aurora Borealis. If you just let me talk, I'll trip myself up. Thing for Stu. This is such a snotty song, by the way. Yeah. Like fuck you, bitch. I mean, calm down, Rick Springfield. I think this could be on a this could be on a playlist with um, what have you done for me lately? Anything with the word uh, a word that could be rhymed with stew. Oh yeah, but it works great. I've done everything for stew. He's done nothing for me. The best is we were sitting around one night talking and uh, Ugly Kid Joe came on and we started singing I Hate Everything About Stu. He got he was like, you guys stop it. I'm currently in the hospital with, with eczema. He might have eczema, I don't know. He doing all right. I need to check on him today, but I'm hoping he gets out soon. Oh, they're playing people in the hospital yeah. I didn't know herpes could put you in the hospital. Yes, so, man. Just <laughs> flare up. He's got gynoherpesipilates. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta get that taken care of. When you have gynoherpesipilates, you're pretty much fucked. Yeah. I mean, not only is he dealing with all that, but he's also got that prolapse anus syndrome. Yeah, yeah. I just I made my own version. Actually, I started singing the wrong song and went with it. You <laughs> got ugly kid Joe. Yeah. Rick's parents. I'm going to kind of works. I really like Rick Springfield. I wonder if we could get Rick Springfield on the show. That'd be cool. Hey, Rick Springfield, come on the show. Come on the show, we already hear you listen. Ron Wasserman. You've done nothing.
<laughs> wow, just drop it right there. <laughs> hey, if you listen this far, you know an upcoming, an upcoming guest. Uh, yeah, I hope you listen this far. If you did, leave a comment down there. Yeah. Boom.